Hello and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast and video series of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm Charles Kaufman, Senior Editor. And I'm Jeff Lee, Associate Editor. It's Friday, May 14th, and this is our weekly wrap. Before we begin, a special thanks to our sponsors and advertisers, which include 321 Precision Conversions, Anchor International, AEI, C-Cubed Aerospace, EFW, GCAS, IAI Aerospace, Telair, and ULDRentals.com. Jeff, for starters, we've seen quite a lot of activity this week with A321-200 conversions. What were some of the highlights from this week? Oh, yes. In recent weeks, actually, um, firstly, congratulations again to 321 Precision Conversions for uh, uh, SDC. And, you know, we will shortly see the first aircraft going over to to Malta for smart links. Um, So that will be exciting to see. And we know that the the second frame that they'll convert is already there at the Aversight facility. And in addition to that, we know that the next frame that they'll, the first frame actually that they'll convert at the PEMCO facility in Tampa is already there on site and they'll begin work on that shortly next month. So, you know, going back to this week, we saw ST Engineering in Singapore and the Sovereign Wealth Fund, Tomasek, um, announced that they'll set up a JV for narrow-body freighters, leasing narrow-body freighters, um, which is interesting because we've recently, we've seen similar kind of JV, um, freighter leasing JVs, but S, actually, ST Engineering itself um, already has an asset management division, um, and they are actually the first lessor that we know of to have both A320 and A321 conversions, because the first A320 that went into conversion recently is actually owned by ST itself. And um, ST... Um, you know, also has another JV um, called Keystone Holdings, and that company um, owns one of the Qantas A321s that they they say will be coming into Singapore for conversion soon. So, you know, there there's lots of activity uh, with regard to A321 conversions, and also this week we wrote a story on. And that's so-called AeroVista, AeroVista um, in the UAE. And they told us that they'll be looking to convert initially at least two frames, one each with uh, 321 precision conversions and EFW. So, you know, this kind of is similar to what SmartLinks is doing uh, with, you know, testing out both STCs. So it will be interesting to see who, who takes up those frames. And now with two programs, two 321 uh, conversion programs certified, I think we will continue to see, you know, this free new freighter model gaining more traction. And, you know, recently we saw GTLK uh, leasing place an order with FW for four conversions. Um, but the interesting thing is, you know, when will we see the larger players moving in? Because, I mean, we don't know whether they've already signed deals, but, um, you know, with slots becoming more of an issue, 
the larger players will will see when they move in. Um, but it's it's interesting that so far um, the known orders haven't come from the large players and, and like with the 737-800, for example, where GCAS was very early to move in with, you know, large numbers of conversions. So I guess we'll just see, but switching gears a bit um, to the 767, which also is seeing a lot of activity these days um, with 21M in the US joining, you know, the list of DHL CMI providers, you know, with what, what, do we think the the outlook for seven six seven two hundred um, you know CMI operations looks like? Yeah, that's an interesting question, and and certainly if if you had asked me, you know, two years ago, what does the outlook for for seven six seven two hundred conversions uh, or conversions in in general and and CMI operations uh, more broadly for uh, for that model look like? Um, I probably wouldn't have bet too much on, on that. Um, you know, of course, um, the, the size of the CMI market is, um, uh, you know, a reflection of, of re-deliveries, um, and, you know, fleet growth. Um, and certainly we're, we're not expecting to see many new 767 200s, uh, re-delivered as, as freighters. Uh, so, uh, at the moment and, and, you know, for the foreseeable future, DHL Express and Amazon are really the two main customers for uh, CMI-operated 767-200 freighters. Uh, what we are starting to see and what you pointed out with, with 21 Air uh, is, is some reassignments to DHL's existing 767-200 uh, BDSF freighter fleet um, that is operated on a, a CMI basis. Um, so Atlas Air had been operating nine seven six seven two hundred freighters uh, for DHL as of last year, um, as part of uh, at the beginning of, of twenty twenty, I should say, as part of um, two separate multi year deals, uh, and we've seen four of those aircraft reassigned to uh, to Amerijet. So those are now uh, operated by Amerijet for DHL Express in the, the Americas. And then, um, you know, that left, left five. One of those has, has been, or is in the process of being reassigned and added to the AOC of, of 21 Air. Um, you know, and so that leaves four at Atlas. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, additional reassignments. So there, there is some evidence that those aircraft are um, at least two of them are in maintenance and we, we could uh, see some additional movement there. And, you know, these aircraft are, um, they're, they're not young. Uh, they weren't recent re-deliveries. They've been through a, a few different uh, lease terms. They're approaching uh, 40, 40 years. Um, so, you know, would, would DHL have even chosen to, uh, to renew these, these deals were it not for, for the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, which, uh, upended the capacity situation. I'm 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 doubtful of that, um, but you know that's um, not something I have had visibility into. Was not watching the the seven six seven two hundred fleet all that close closely, but a similar situation is is unfolding in the Middle East as as you've reported, Jeff. Um, so 
DHL's own carrier based in Bahrain, uh, DHL International Aviation Middle East, um, had operated six, seven, six, seven, 200 BDSFs. Um, and of course, DHL is, is has purchased some 767-300ER airframes and is in the process of putting those through conversion. And so uh, the expectation is that the, the Bahrain-based carrier will replace the, the own operated 767-200s with, uh, with the DHL-owned 767-300s. Um, but, you know, uh, given the, the capacity situation, uh, the, the market for medium wide body capacity is, is still very hot. And, um, you know, we already are starting to see that even, even if uh, these, these 767s aren't going to be operated by, by DHL's own carrier, there's a, a strong possibility, at least, that um, they'll be operated uh, for DHL Express, uh, perhaps in, in a different region and uh, under, under different terms, so on an, on an ACMI or, or CMI basis. Uh, and so we know that uh, um, of the six, at least three have already um, or already have a home uh, lined up. Uh, so one is with Poland-based Sky Taxi, and um, we expect to see uh, additional aircraft go to to Raya and uh, to Star Air in in Denmark. So at least two of the three uh, continuing to operate for for DHL Express. But that does show that there there are still some opportunities for. Um, for, for possible 767 uh, CMI contracts. Yeah, and I guess, you know, generally the 767 market is obviously still still thriving and that bodes well for CMI, uh, additional CMI operations, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. So uh, particularly on the, the, the 767-300 um, side and, you know, Amazon has, has been the main driving force uh, behind uh, growth of the, the 767 uh, 300 freighter fleet operated on a CMI basis, although DHL uh, has also added some, some aircraft, so not exclusively Amazon by, by any means. And uh, of course, there are plenty of 767s being re-delivered re to other carriers um, who um, continue to operate the, the aircraft. Um, and now, now, what is um, has been quite an interesting development, at least since last year, is that uh, Amazon went out and purchased eleven of its own seven six seven three hundred ER uh, aircraft and is putting those through conversion. Um, so, four um, four of the eleven uh, have already have operators uh, lined up, CMI operators lined up. Um, but there are at least seven additional aircraft which will be re-delivered re um, through 2022 that uh, do not yet have uh, a CMI operator assigned. Uh, so we know that uh, there are several operators in the U.S. that would be keen to take those on, including Amazon's existing uh, CMI partners for the, the 767, um, you know, Atlas Air and, and affiliate carriers of ATSG. Um, but also some of the other 767 CMI providers that do not currently have a relationship with, with Amazon. So um, I, I would not be surprised if, if the Amerijets and, and 21 Airs that are um, taking aircraft on a CMI basis um, and operating those for, for DHL Express, if, if they're also content, are contenders um, for, 
for these Amazon aircrafts. We have seen, you know, that Amazon is open to to additional partners. Uh, two of their owned aircraft are going to to Canada and, and will uh, be operated by CargoJet. So there are there are certainly uh, is a growing number of of uh, subcontracted partners. Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, I was going to say CargoJet itself is, of course, growing its own 7672 at the same time. So it's you know, interesting to see all this growth. But you know, we shall see where these uh, Amazon 767s end up. Um, that's it for now. Thank you for tuning in to the weekly wrap on CargoFax. For more multimedia content like this, check out cargofax.com and search CargoFax Connect on iTunes and Spotify. Join us again next time. 